Hi, I'm Evie Kivish, certified juice therapist, and I'm here with Soul Flow Vegans. Hey everybody, this is Sean Russell. Welcome back to the Soul Flow Vegans Podcast. On this episode, we have Evie Kivish, who is a certified juice therapist, mom, and she is dedicated to helping women feel healthy and confident. So in the episode, of course, we talk about the vegan origin story, because it's not an episode without the vegan origin story. Talk about her funky garage gym, CrossFit, her Puerto Rican heritage, and so much more. So make sure you check that out. And then after that, we have our, uh, hopefully, uh, a segment that you guys are growing to to love. We have our vegan song. We dropped that little juicy nugget in there so you can enjoy all these different musical influences out here that are talking about the vegan movement. And we'll let you know the name of the artist at the end of the show. Also, at the end of the show, I'm going to be sharing some personal stuff. Right. Last couple of days, I've been dealing with an illness. I'm coming out the tail end of it. I'll talk a little bit about my experience as well as my experience in New York for the Plant-Based World Expo. A lot of cool connections made. Saw a lot of familiar faces and I will be sharing that at the end. This episode has been brought to you by A Billion. We're excited to partner up with them and we're also excited to join people changing the world one vegan dish or product at a time. This is a review platform, so every time you use the app, you help people around the world live more sustainably, it influences businesses, and it supports impactful causes. With nearly a million members submitted reviews, a billion is making it easier for people around the world to live more sustainably. So make sure you go to abillion.com and use code SoFloVegans to Make sure we get some credit there. Why not? And welcome back to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. So glad you can join us. And on this episode, we have Evie Kivish on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So I love having conversations with individuals who are in the community, who are helping people get that life they always dreamt of, actually putting in the steps in there. And you're going to be sharing knowledge with our audience because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about you listening, hearing from experts in their field and taking that information to have that 10X life that you've always wanted. So with that being said, we have a bit of a tradition here on the podcast where we like to start off with your vegan origin story. Like, how did you start your journey? Okay, great question. And I love sharing this. So I will tell you, um, I became vegan on my 40th birthday. I am 42 now, so I've been going strong for two years. And what happened was, um, basically, I've always been really into health, fitness, nutrition, education, and holistic health. Um, and it started around 16 years old was when I quit eating beef and pork. And then from there, I just ate chicken, turkey, fish, um, pretty much from then till I was 35. 
Then I got pregnant and I was not able to eat meat anymore. Just the smell, the texture, everything about it grossed me out. And I really think at that time, that was kind of like, um, you know, the universe giving me signs that I was heading on the path where I'm at now. So I really started learning about food and nutrition when I was 33 years old, when I joined CrossFit and the CrossFit community really teaches you to um, embrace a paleo diet. And I did that for a few years, felt really good, made gains. I was doing great. But again, after I was doing that for a few years and I became pregnant, the thought of meat just absolutely grossed me out. So um, I was like, well, what am I going to eat now? So I was just eating more plant-based products and I was really liking that and I was feeling good. And then over time, um, I just started learning more about the vegan lifestyle, um, watching documentaries that woke me up, you know, what the health forks over knives, um, you know, the vegan, I think it's called um, veganary. There's one about cows. And then as I started watching and reading more of this stuff, at first it was more for health reasons. But again, once I started learning more, I started really understanding um, the animal part of it. And I am 110% vegan for the animals and really putting myself into those, you know, into their minds, their bodies, their life and thinking about the fear, the compassion. And then on top of that, understanding that. And I truly believe that if you are consuming a slaughtered animal, you are taking that karmic energy into your body. And I understand and realize that I do not want that in my body. So at first, like I said, it was more for health reasons because I was thinking, oh, I just want to be healthy. But then once I really embraced and understood, you know, the environment, the earth, the animals, all of that, I was like, yeah, you know, this feels so great and feels so good. Why would I ever want to go back to that? And um you know, ever since then, it's like, well, I've been vegan and I, you know, just feel like I just feel so good. I feel healthy, fit, and I feel younger and better than I do now in my 40s than I did in my 30s. So I'm like, I must be doing something right. So here I am. And and I can relate a lot. You know, I went vegan initially for my health and it wasn't until I start meeting people in the community. You know, a lot of people get it through documentaries and what have you, but I had an opportunity to work closely with some organizers for some vegan nonprofit organizations and just to witness their compassion. Because typically when we, before I went vegan, you know, my understanding of veganism was, you know, people throwing paint on on people, you know, in protests and things of that nature. And, And for me, it was like, I don't know, I don't know. But when you actually get time to connect with people and just kind of see why they're doing it and see how much it burns, how much the passion burns in their heart for protecting and saving these animals' lives, saving animals' lives rather, you know, it's hard to be like, you know, I don't want a piece of that, <laughs> you know. So, for, and I'm saying all this just to say, you know, you touched on a couple of things in that, in your vegan origin story. You touched on environment, you touched on compassion, you touched on the animals, health. And for me, you know, what my main focus is, is on compassion because I feel, because my background is in communications. And for me, it's part of being an effective communicator is being able to empathize, not to necessarily agree with the other person. It's being able to put yourself in that other person's shoes and understand that their come from may not be as transparent as you may think. Their intention may not be, it may be things that they're going through, traumas that they've experienced. Maybe they had a bad experience personally with someone in the community 
There's so many things that could be going on that it's not really your job to figure out. So for me, when I'm compassionate, I'm just taking a pause not to react in such a way that's going to inhibit my ability to communicate what I'm getting across, which is, hey, veganism is pretty cool. Check it out. You should try it out. Um, so let's get back on the health for a little bit. <laughs> and we'll I'm definitely we'll talk about all that stuff a little bit later in the episode. In terms of health, you went in after you make this transition in your life. You then started to get into juicing, correct? Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Yes. So when I was originally, you know, starting to think like, well, what am I going to have for breakfast now? Because I was always like hard boiled eggs, avocado toast chick every day. That was pretty much my breakfast. So that brought me into um, learning about fruit and smoothies. So I started doing smoothies and I was doing that for about a year and a half. And the power of social media, when you use it in the right way, connects you to the right people, the right things. And that's how I use my platform, you know, to engage with um, other experts or people that are on the path and that can teach me and educate me. So there was two girls um, from Michigan that I was, that I connected with and they really taught me a lot about juicing. So initially I was doing smoothies, like I said, and then I was really interested because I kept seeing all these pictures of fruit and juices. They look so colorful and so good. And I was like, man, you know, I really, I want to try that. It looks really good. So um, I did not have a juicer at first. And one of the girls was like, you know, you can try it in a blender and kind of strain it. It's not the same, but at least you can kind of see what it's like. So I did that with watermelon and it was actually really good. I was like, wow, I've never had watermelon juice. This is great. So then um, I did that for a little bit and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. So I started um, juicing and then it just really kind of like took off. Like as I started sharing my journey on social media, just with the juicing and the way I was feeling and stuff, it was like, okay, so many people were asking me about it. And I was like, well, there's got to be a way to figure out if there's more education involved with this. So I found the Juice Guru Institute and I received, or I went to school there and I received my um, juicing certification from there. So now I am a certified juice therapist and I teach people how to heal naturally and holistically with juices and um, using juicing as a medicinal modality and understanding that juice can really heal the body. So that is what I'm all about. Um, I've been juicing for almost two years now. I, I juice every week for my family. My whole family drinks juice and I always encourage it because I always tell people, you know, this is the quickest and fastest way to get all those vitamins, minerals, and um, nutrients into your body. So yes, so that brought me into juicing. And now here I am a couple of years later and just all about sharing, you know, health and wellness with it. Now, when it, when it comes to... When it comes to juicing, are there any misconceptions that might be out there? Because one that pops into my head is that, oh, all that sugar you know, is not good for you. So are there some misconceptions that maybe some people listening to who may be getting maybe new onto this journey that you would want to share with them? Absolutely. So for sure, people always, always are like fearing the, the sugar and fruit. And what I tell people about that is that you have to understand that the sugar from fruit is natural sugar. It's not processed the same way as processed sugars. So when you think about this, these sugars are actually filling your amino acids, your cells 
with vitality and phytonutrients to give your body energy. And we run off of that. It provides you with energy. So I always tell people, you know, it's just because of the way that we've been programmed to think that the the sugar and fruit is bad when in fact it's not at all. So I always tell people just, you have to like get that out of your head and understand that this is not bad sugar. It's actually really good. And it actually provides you energy and makes you feel great. So don't fear the sugar. (laughs) And are there any things that they should be looking out for if like they decide, okay, it seems pretty easy. I'm going to get a blender or a cold press or whatever, and I'm going to start making it. Um, should they not combine it with certain foods or is it pretty, is it okay for them just to add it to what they're normally eating? Yes. So if you're going to be doing juices, I always tell people and recommend juice should be the first thing that enters your body before any kind of food. So if you're going to do fasting or if you're going to do juicing, whichever way you go, know that the first thing that comes into your body should be the juice. And the reason for this is because if you eat food, then drink juice on top of that, that can cause bloating and um, imbalance in the gut flora. So you have to understand that fruit juices are quickly and easily digested within the body because they're astringent and the citric, um, the acid within the, the fruits is able to push mucus out of your body and cleanse your cells. Whereas veggie juices and green juices, these are great as well, but these take longer to process within your body. So I always tell people, if you're going to start juicing, make sure you know what fruits that you should and shouldn't mix together. So for example, melon juices, cantaloupe, honeydew, watermelon, these are all juices with high water content, very high water content, and they should be drank on their own. Because if you mix them with other fruit, again, it can cause imbalance in the gut flora or problems with digestion. So not saying you can't do it because I've done it where I've mixed, you know, pineapple and watermelon before, and I was okay with that, but it was like 90% watermelon, 10% pineapple. Um, And then same thing, you know, with the veggie juices, you don't really want to be mixing the veggie juices with fruits because again, causing imbalance in the gut, and then it's not easy to digest. So when you think of juicing, you really want to think of, you know, like I have my juice every day. This is an example. This is a 32 ounce juice. So I will have my juice and it usually takes me about an hour to drink it. And you want to drink it through a straw and slow. You should not be slamming your juices and then let that digest. Like I said, it takes about 15 minutes. Then, you know, you can, you can have food. And I'm not saying you can't drink juices later in the day or whatever, but you should not have a meal and then drink juice right after it. So juice first. And how do you prepare your juices? Like, what does that process look like? Okay. So I order my groceries online and I use um, Instacart and Shipped. That's what's available in my area. And it's so funny because the, the shoppers call me the fruit lady. And my whole town is like, if you don't get your fruit by this day, this chick comes in and buys all the fruit. But um, that's how I do it. So I order um, big bulk online once a week. So I'll do, you know, like 20 pineapples, four to five bags of apples, um, you know, eight to 10 bags of grapes. And then depending, I usually do what's in season, what's on sale. And then I'll make my list from there. Um, and then it's a big process. So the whole family helps out. My girls will pluck the grapes off the vines. My husband will help slice the apples. I'll do the bigger items. And then we kind of tag team it. So mama makes all the juice 
And then my husband will clean everything up while we're getting everything together. Girls will do little samples of stuff. But I do, now I will tell you this, as a certified juice therapist, the best way to have juice is to make it fresh and drink it immediately. However, I'm a mom, I work full time, my juicing is my side business, then I have my kids extracurricular activities. So I always tell people do what works best for you in your situation. So for me, that's why I make big batch juices like this, because I don't really have the time to make juices during the week. So I do it once a week, I make big batch of juice, I seal them airtight, put them in the refrigerator, and then I'll line them up um, according to the acidity. So if I know if I put like purple grape, apple, lemon, I'll have that more towards the front because I know that that one has a lot of lemon in it. And citrus can provide a longer um, shelf life within your juices as well. But I'll know if I want that more potent, I needed to drink that like on Monday versus Thursday. So um, yeah, so it's a big process and it takes, you know, probably three to four hours to make all the juice between the prepping and juicing and all that. But I always tell people, you know, I'm the mom, this is the way I keep my family healthy and it works for us. And that's how I do it. So, so we're going to um, segue a little bit into more of your physical fitness. We talked about the food you're putting into your body, but now I want to know a little bit more about your journey in terms of maybe some of the challenges that you went through in this last two years, you mentioned, um, you know, transitioning to this diet, like how did, how did you transform in that way? Okay. So I had two kids in two years and to be honest with you, it was very hard on my body. Um, I've always been athletic and I've always worked out and, um, I'm a CrossFitter. I've been CrossFitting for almost 10 years and I did CrossFit throughout both of my pregnancies. However, I am a natural holistic mama and I was, you know, I'm like, I'm breastfeeding my kids till I feel like it's good. So I breastfed both of my girls past two and a half years old. But while I was breastfeeding, I was so hungry and thirsty all the time and I just could not stop eating. And I was eating good foods, but I could not lose weight. My body was just not there And I've never been one that's really um, fixed on numbers. Like I didn't really care about how much I weighed or what size clothes I wear. I just felt like I wanted to feel healthy, good, confident, pretty, sexy. And I didn't feel that way mentally because my body was not there. You know, having two kids back to back and then I was tandem nursing both of them at the same time. So that was very challenging for me. And I was over 200 pounds and I was still working out, but it was just nothing was happening. So then as my second daughter started kind of weaning off, then I started noticing my milk supply was going down and then I started noticing changes within my body. So I still was eating good and working out, but I was not getting any results, like I said, because of the fact that I was, you know, constantly eating and drinking, but my body was still making milk. So it was not letting go of that fat process. So um, once I started like I said, weaning her off. And then I was noticing the changes. It was just like, man, it started happening. You know, I was sweating more and exercising more and seeing the results. And now here I am, you know, a couple of years later, and I feel absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm more fit and leaner and stronger and smaller now than I ever have been in my life. So it's like, man, you know, at 42 versus 32. I mean, I can't believe it, you know, but it's because of the things that I know about food, nutrition, and juicing 
And I, you know, commend all of that to my transformation. So, yeah. All right. And I'm I'm sure that's going to be helpful for a lot of people that are out there who may be going through a similar situation. And um, I know we're going to be talking about a a lot of things in terms of your health conversation. So um, if you're listening or you're watching this, you know, take your little notepad out. You might be able to grab some notes and some gems in this conversation. So something I found interesting, I was reading over some of your information for the podcast. What is the Reekin Hot Box? Okay. So that is my gym. I have a garage gym and I'm Puerto Rican. So, you know, Puerto Ricans, we are loud and proud, honey. We represent (laughs) all the time, all the time. We got our flags everywhere, you know, in the car, the CD, the little gloves. I mean, that's just how we are. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So when we were building our house, you know, I told my husband, and this is another reason. So with me having two kids, two years, there was really no way for me to get to a gym. You know, I'm a morning person when I have to work out in the morning because it gets my mind right for the day. And then on top of that, it's like after work, the kids have activities and there's really no time. So the only time I can do it is in the morning. So when we built our house, I told my husband, I need a garage gym, you know, so we built the garage gym and I was like, it's going to be called the Reekin Hot Box because I'm Reekin and I want it to be hot and sweaty in there. And CrossFit gyms are not really called gyms, they're called boxes. So I was like, well, I'm going to name it the Reekin Hot Box. So the Reekin Hot Box was born. I had my um, whole wall graffitied out in Old English with Reekin with the Puerto Rican colors. And then I got my Puerto Rican flag naturally over there. And yeah, you know, I'm like, that's what it is. We got to represent. <laughs> and and I'm like, there's two ways that I can go with this. Like I can, we can jump into more about, you know, Puerto Rican culture and veganism, or we can go about crossfitting. I think I'm going to go with crossfitting, crossfit. Okay. So. I, I tried CrossFit once, super intense, you know, and I have amazing amount of respect for everyone's dedication in there. But like for people who may not be familiar with CrossFit, what is it exactly? Okay. So yes, when I had first, I had heard of CrossFit and I was just a regular like global gym girl, you know, just like your typical gold gym or LA fitness or something like that. And I was always walking around, you know, doing machines, cardio. I didn't really know anything about programming, nutrition, or anything like that. And I had lifted weights before. Like I said, I've always worked out in college, in high school, and afterwards, but I never really knew what I was doing. I was just going through like three sets of 10, do the the um, the treadmill or elliptical, whatever. So then I had seen, you know, people posting pictures on Facebook with CrossFit and I'm like, man, this looks really cool. I I love to challenge myself and I want to see. So CrossFit takes in all kinds of aspects. It's weightlifting, it's powerlifting, it's gymnastics, it's cardio, it's everything combined into one. So every day you're doing something different and working different types of muscle groups and um, understanding, you know, how to lift the right way, you know, doing proper form. And then really gaining strength, you know, that was my whole thing. I'm like, I don't want to just look good. I I actually want to be strong physically and mentally. And CrossFit has absolutely helped me achieve that. I mean, it is total mental for me as well. You know, it makes me feel good. And then the fact that I am vegan and I'm a woman and that, you know, I can lift pretty heavy weight does make me feel pretty badass, I have to admit. So that's what keeps me going. Um, Like I said, I just love the fact that Feeling healthy and fit makes me feel so good. So that's what drives me. And 
going into the culture side of and talking more, going back into food now, how has you being vegan impacted your, you know, your family, you know, maybe some of the things you might've done before. I know being Caribbean and being Puerto Rican and cultures, food is a staple in that. So how did that change after you? Okay. So, you know, a lot of um, Hispanics, I mean, a lot of our stuff does revolve around food and always with meat, you know, it's always, you know, lechon, um, you know, when we do our rice and beans, arroz con compoyo, um, and then we have other dishes that it's always like the meat is the main item, right? So initially when I had told my family about this, they were all kind of like, what, you're crazy. And then same thing like for holidays and gatherings and things like that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, you're not going to eat this. Or, you know, there's a big pot of arroz con gandules with pollo or pollo guisado all of that. And I was like, you know, it looked good. I wanted it, but then my brain goes back to everything I thought about. And I'm like, I can't do it. So my family, my immediate family, my husband and daughters, we're all vegan, but my other, my, the rest of my family is not. And they totally understand and respect us. So like for the holidays, you know, we'll have still our cultural dishes, but making them in a vegan way or just having them plain without adding chicken stock or beef or whatever. And you know, Hispanic people, like my grandma would always make beans and then put like a hog foot in it, which, oh my God, but that's just how we did it. You know, it's just, that's what we grew up on. That's all we knew. So I think within our community, um, just really educating people on our food and our, you know, eating habits, you know, and I've, I've actually talked with my, some of my immediate family um, about that. My uncles, for example, are not healthy at all. And they're, you know, all they eat pretty much is rice and beans and meat. And I've really tried to educate and help them to understand, you know, not saying that you can't have it because I know, you know, they're not ready for that, but just like backing off on eating that constantly. So really um, making it where you can have vegan dishes that are still cultural and good. So I'll prepare stuff and then they'll have it and they'll be like, what? And I'm like, see, so there you go. So you just have to know how to do it. And then you can still use your spices. You know, we know the sofrito, we got to have that and everything but just making it so we're, we're not using the animal products and making it healthy and it still tastes good. But yeah. So, so you, you're going to a holiday potluck, right? What are you bringing? So let's see. Well, well this with my family or friends? or um, let's, let's do both. Okay. So with family for holiday potluck, I would do um, like, for example, Thanksgiving's coming up. So we have, I'll, I'll make these bomb Thanksgiving wraps. So I'll use um, like a gluten-free wrap or make a wrap. And then I'll put like some special spices or seasoning like as the base with it. And then mix in like sweet potatoes, uh, cilantro, um, chickpeas, garbanzo beans, something like that. And I'll make something like that. I'll do um, vegan meatballs, you know, put that with a sauce and then make that with rice and beans and then have that. So instead of eating, you know, lechon, or some, you know, chicharrones or something where we'll have the rice and beans and then have um, vegan meatballs with it. So those are just a couple things. And then like for appetizers, I make like this vegan cowboy caviar and it's got um, uh, beans, corn, cilantro, jalapeno, lime juice, and everybody loves it. And you can use that like as a dip, you can use it in wraps. Um, I make it all the time and even non-vegans love it. So 
those are, you know, kind of friendly things that are easy where it's not like too extreme where people are like, oh, what's that? And then they're like, oh, this is vegan. It's bomb. I'm like, see, you never know until you try. So, yeah. And um, we're going to step back and, well, I guess this is still food related. And this is a huge topic in the last couple of years. I've done it and results from it, but intermittent fasting. Could you yeah. let us know a little bit more about that? Sure. So I really started learning about intermittent fasting. It'll be two years this December. And, um, you know, what intrigued me about it was, you know, seeing other people's results with it. And I was like, okay. And at first, again, it was about the health part or the, the, not the health part, I should say it was about the part of like getting leaner, getting more fit. But then I understood the health part of it afterwards. So I was like, now I get the, the puzzle here. So really when you understand that you're giving your body a chance to rest and digest everything, you're really letting the body repair itself on a, on a molecular level, cleansing the cells and repairing, you know, the damaged tissues. So I do intermittent fasting every single day. Um, I usually do 16, eight. So that's 16 hours of fasting an eight hour window to drink my juice and have my foods. So I usually stop um, eating about 8, 8 PM. Then I'll have my juice the next day depending on what time, you know, some days I have it early, some days a little bit later, but I always start off with the juice. Then from there, I'll eat my foods. And then I always cut it off by 8 p.m. But again, doing the intermittent fasting has helped me so much because it really has transformed my body and my mind. In addition to that, I feel so good. You know, I can tell a huge difference when like, let's say if I'm on vacation, for example, obviously I won't be fasting as long but I'll notice a difference because I can tell in my body and my stomach, you know, like I might not feel as light and lean or I might feel more bloated, you know, depending on what I had. But um, understanding that intermittent fasting really is to help cleanse and repair the cells, you know, and I feel like that's why I am so healthy and feel so good because my body is alkaline. You know, it's either your acid or alkaline, depending on your pH levels. And I'm more alkaline because of the, the foods that I consume. So, yeah, you know, I would say if you're looking to, you know, kind of lose weight and kind of see like what it does for you, I would recommend trying it for sure. Um, I will tell you initially, it took me a long time to get to 16 hours, almost seven months. Like I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. It was like I tried eight, then 10, then 12, then 14. Then I finally got 16. Now I'm fine. But it takes a long time for your body to get adjusted to that. And in addition to that, you know, sometimes people are like, well, how do you work out? You know, I work out at 4.30 in the morning without eating or drinking anything. And I tell people like this did not happen overnight. You know, the, this has been a long process and now my body's used to it and I can handle it. So that's something to think about too, because some people might feel sick or get, you know, not a hundred percent workout because of if they're doing intermittent fasting. So I always tell people you have to try and see what works for you. And when you're going through this and go a little bit back into the juicing, like you have, did you have any cravings? You know, was it hard for you to stick to it? Like, how did you, how did you manage um, in that respect first got started? So, yeah, initially there were some cravings and honestly, like my first juice cleanse, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, I'm like, gosh, I've never gone this long without having solid food. But then as I was doing it more, I was feeling really good. 
But then psychologically, I kept thinking like, oh, it's time to eat, you know, and I was thinking about food a lot. I wasn't craving it, but I was thinking about it. Um, and then over time, you'll notice that as you stop consuming these foods that are in your bloodstream that you that make you crave that, you'll see how those cravings fade away. So the more fruit and the more juice that you bring into your body, the less you'll have those cravings because think about, you know, if you're um, a heavy starch eater, you might have a parasite. Or if you consume a lot of meat, people like that have parasites. And in turn, that causes them to crave and want that more because that parasite is feeding off of what, what's in your body. So that also increases your cravings. So that is getting the, the poison, the mucus out of the body, the bloodstream. And as you do it more, then you'll see those cravings, you know, they will fade away. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, because I still have my vegan chocolate and I still, you know, be getting down with the vegan treats. But, you know, it's just not like how I, it used to be all the time. Like, I'm pretty good, like Monday through Friday. I'm very strict with myself. And but then on the weekends, if I want to have something, yeah, I'm going to have it. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't have it. So, yes, you know, Halloween's coming up. You know, I got bags of vegan candy. <laughs> chocolates. I am not going to be missing out on that. So yes, there's always alternatives. You just got to look and find, you know? So, I mean, there's so many components that come with living, living a healthy lifestyle. Talked about a number of them in this episode, in this conversation. What I want us, as we start to wind down, what are some practical tips that you can give our listeners so they can get started on their journey for physical fit, like physical health and well, you get what I'm saying for health and fitness. Sure, sure. You know, I just want to tell people, you know, you just you got to take it a day at a time, you guys, and you really have to be there mentally. You know, and that's what a lot of my clients struggle with is the mental part. Like they're so hype and they're all about it, and that first week out the gate, I mean, they're just they're doing it, everything's good, but then like seven to ten. And days pass and it's kind of like those old habits start coming in and truly it's the mindset, you know, and that's why I tell people when people tell me they don't have time to work out. Yes, you do. You have an hour to scroll through your phone at night. You have an hour to watch Netflix. You have an hour to work out. In addition to that, same thing. If you care about your health and wellness and fitness, you will make time. It's not about having time. It's about making time. And that's why I tell people that's why I wake up at 4.07 a.m. Monday through Friday because I care about my health, fitness, and wellness. And I know that is the only time that I have for me that is uninterrupted and that I can work on me and it makes me feel good. So think about your goals and what you want. You know, we're in the last quarter of this year. Start now. Don't wait till after January 1st. Why is it that so many people have that in their head? Well, January 1st, that's it. I'm, I'm changing my life, but I'm going to eat like crap for the, you know, throughout the whole holiday season, pack on another 10 pounds. So then you start the new year feeling like blah. And that's why I tell people it's truly a lifestyle and it is a mental state. You know, it's really a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's not something you're trying out. You have to understand that this all goes hand in hand. You know, what you're putting in your body, the way you feel physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it's all tied together. And when you understand and realize that, like I tell my clients, Juice is what gives you that energy. You know, I have so many moms that come to me, they're low energy, they're depressed, they're not feeling good about themselves. And like, well, I can't get up in the morning. I just don't have energy. Well, you know what? You got to make a change. And where does that change come from? It's in your head. It all starts right there. 
So truly digging in your heels and understanding that, yes, I can do this. And it's not going to be next Monday, next month. No, start today. What are you waiting for? You know, it's like you are in control of your life. And if you want it, go after it, get it, you know, and there's nothing better than being healthy and fit. You feel good. You look good. And it's just like, it's coming out of you. You know, the juice, the the energy, the vibes, it's all there. That's why I tell people, you know, you got to start somewhere. And if you need help or encouragement, find someone, you know, locally or reach out to someone like us within the vegan community. We are here to help you and support you and we're there for you. So it all starts in your head. And where can people find more information about, um, about what you're doing and maybe tell us a little bit about some of the projects or resources that you have available? Sure. So um, I am a certified juice therapist, so I offer um, coaching. In addition to that, I have a detox program. I also do public speaking engagements. And um, most people come to me for coaching and for detoxing. So you can check out my website. It's www.evikivish.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. I post a lot of content there always educating my audience. Um, you can join my email list. If you're interested, if you join my email list, you'll get um, a free shopping guide and some of my favorite juices to try out to get started. And then um, my detox package is really what people love coming to me for. So this is a four week program. And the first week we kind of do like a little bit of homework. I assess, you know, look over what you're eating, what's your current diet like? Why are you coming to me? What do you want from this? And then I'll leave them with some homework. So then the next week we'll go over, you know, I'll tell them we need to omit these products from your diet and let's, you know, keep a journal. So I have them keep a journal um, and do like a a log of how you're feeling emotionally and physically. And then the third week is when we get into the detox. So the detox is actually 10 days long. And I always tell people, you know, just be prepared because you're doing this and it's like, Yes, you might feel lethargic. You're going to be pooping a lot. You're going to be feeling kind of low energy. You might have pimples. All of these things are good things because your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. So I tell people, don't be scared because the detox is actually smoothies and foods. So it's not juices right away because sometimes juicing is so aggressive to the body. People can't handle it right away because it's so powerful. So we start off doing the detox. It's a lot of green smoothies, green um, foods, raw foods, some cooked foods. And then um, the final week, we do a wrap up to see how everything went, how you're feeling. And then usually from there, people um, start coaching services with me because then they want to start the juices. And then we continue on from there. So I always tell people, you know, just think about, you'll know when it's time, when your body's telling you. I need to clean out, you know, like you're just not feeling good. You have low energy, you're bloated. Um, You know, you might have skin conditions, but that's your body's way of telling you like, Hey, it's time. Like, help me out here. Let me cleanse out, you know? So then that's what I tell people. Let me help you. Let me show you the way. And then hopefully I can, you know, send you off and you can be confident on your own. And then people always like, Oh, you helped heal me, whatever. And I'm like, no, I didn't. You healed yourself. I just showed you how to get there. So Yes. Love to help people with that. So at the beginning of the podcast, we have our vegan origin story. At the end, I like to give our guests the floor to close out the episode and share any message that's on their heart and uninterrupted from myself. So 
I'm going to yield the floor to you and have direct access to speak to all of our wonderful. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so I just want to tell you guys, you know, honestly, if you've never tried juicing or if you don't know anything about it, give it a try. Honestly, it will change your life. It has changed my life for the positive. Um, I'm all about, like I said, holistic health, helping people heal, all about inspiring, motivating, and educating people on the power of juicing and truly understanding that juice really is medicine. It really is because real medicine comes from the earth, not a lab and understanding the potency of different plants and how they work within the human body, understanding how different foods work within the human body and, and knowing that, you know, I was, I've been, I, like I said, became vegan on my 40th birthday. And then now I'm getting more into raw foods and understanding the way raw foods make me feel versus cooked foods. So I understand that we're all on our own paths and journeys. And I totally respect that, you know, and that's what I tell people. Some people are ready to start juicing. Some people are like, they want to dabble with it. Some are like, no, it's not for me. And that's fine. You know, but like I said, if you've never tried it, you should at least give it a try. And then on top of that, understanding how to do it the right way. So you feel good. And then knowing, you know, having someone like me to work with you, to help you to see what kind of juices would be good for you, depending on what kind of ailments or, you know, anything that you're dealing with. Um, in addition to that, being vegan and understanding, you know, that we are really a community of people that are out here trying to help animals, help the earth, help the environment and help people in general. You know, um, I just really want people to know that I have a good, pure heart and I'm here to help anyone and everyone. So if you're looking for someone to help you or encourage you, inspire, motivate you, I'm your girl. So thank you. You are listening to the SoFlow Vegans podcast with Sean Russell.
And we want to thank Evie Kivish once again for being on the SoFlow Vegans podcast. Had a great conversation with her and look forward to doing things in the future. And give a big shout out to Real Big Fish, their song Say 10, T-E-N. And hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're a fan of Real Big Fish, this is probably a nice surprise. If not, and you liked it, go check them out. Get, listen to their past albums and I know here in South Florida they always have like a real big fish tribute band and things of that nature so I'm sure you can you know get a taste of them live somehow hopefully they're all still kicking <laughs> and all the members are still around easy google search right so um yeah so I went out to New York a couple of days ago for the plant-based world expo had a fantastic time saw a lot of familiar faces from south florida up there as well as people that have been on this podcast doing some cool stuff so we'll be getting glimpses of that maybe sound bites here and there in future episodes but what an experience the amount of new brands that was my biggest takeaway that it wasn't just a lot of the familiar faces there were brand new companies that were out there debuting and just showing you the growth of the plant-based movement of the vegan movement and it was just a sight to see so i'm looking forward to going to future expos i know they have one in the uk that i'm looking at going to so just if you have the opportunity and especially if you're in the industry Make sure you show up there because it's one thing to send a text message or email or a DM or whatever, but to meet somebody face to face and exchange business cards is a complete game changer and um, highly recommended, highly recommended. So with the good comes the not so good. After my trip, I did come down with COVID. Um, yes, I tested positive, immediately quarantined myself. I've been home the last couple of days. I'm coming out of quarantine in the next few days. Uh, excited to get out there in the public and what have you. And regardless if you believe in the vaccine, you don't believe in the vaccine, this is not what this conversation is about. Ultimately, I'm about choice. I'm about making sure that you are making smart choices for yourself, for your family, however that looks, not being judgmental and not, you know, and being understanding rather than me not saying not, 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 scarcity versus abundance. Being understanding, but mostly making choices for yourself and your family that are going to be their best interest and taking care of your health. I, I'm fortunate that I rarely ever get sick. And, you know, so I was kind of like a big baby the last couple of days. And, it was actually nice. It was a nice little forced vacation for myself where I get to watch a lot of great television. Highly recommend money, recommend money heist. Wow. The show was so amazing. I like went through the whole season in the last three days, the whole five seasons in the last three days. So highly recommend it. But yes, it's, it's definitely no joke. Being sick is no joke. Take care of your health. Don't wait for, you know, for yourself to get sick. Start taking those precautions. There's a lot of people out there in the space who have great recommendations. People are telling me to take some garlic for me to you know, um, get sunlight, get rest, drink lots of fluids. I mean, there's a lot of other things there too. And maybe I might make a podcast about it. Why not? But 
for right now, I just want to say I'm doing well. I definitely didn't get as bad as other people out there. Um, and I'm in good health, so I was blessed. And I'm excited. I'm going to come out the other end with having had it. And I was like, oh, am I going to get it? And I did get it. But anyways, I just wanted to share that with you because... You know, you might be going through a situation yourself. You might be scared. You might not know what to do. You know what? Just, you know, live in abundance, live with love and oh, be there for people, regardless of how you feel about the situation. People are scared. And oh, rather than telling them not to be scared, I would say show them that you're brave and that bravery will rub off. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Soul Flow Vegans podcast. You can go to soulflowvegans.com slash podcast to see all of the past, listen to all the past episodes. If you want to support us as a member or partner, you can get access to the podcasts before they come out and so much more. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Ah!